welcome to Reading with My Daughter. This is episode three. Today we are reading otherwise known as Sheila the Great by Judy Bloom. And I am her father, Dustin Faber. And I am Lucy Faber. You are Lucy Faber. You didn't change your name, did you? No, I said Lucy Faber. Okay. Well, you kind of paused. No, I didn't. Said enough you were trying to remember what your name was. Have yeah, you forgotten was, since no, our oldest Spofford no, episode? No, I was thinking that maybe I should say daughter, but I decided not to. Oh, you don't want to be known as my daughter? Is that what no, it is? No, I don't want to be known as it. I just don't want to say it. <laughs> yes, we read the 1971 classic uh, Judy Bloom book, which is the second book in the Fudge series. Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing was the first one. We probably should read that one at some point, shouldn't we? Uh, which one's Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing? It's the very first one about Peter and his little brother Fudge. Is that one about Peter Hatcher or Fudge Hatcher? It's it, All those books are told from Peter's point of view. Yeah, but one of, most of them are from Fudgely's point of view, but told by Peter. Oh, well, no, this is mostly about Peter and him dealing with his little brother. I think all the chapters are about Fudge in some way trying to make his life difficult. Do you know what that feels like? A little brother or sister making your life difficult? Yes. <laughs> I've had personal experience every day. So I think that's why you might like with that some, book. With someone named Zelda Rose. Yes, our, her little sister, Zelda Rose. She's like your little fudge, isn't she? Sort of. Yeah. Wow. Actually, I'm pretty sure she's more annoying than fudge. When I was a kid, I remember getting really annoyed by fudge and really empathizing with Peter. Like, Wait. You had a little brother named Fudge? No, I just, I I had a little sister. Named, am I allowed to say the name? Yes, you're allowed to say my sister's name. Named Joe Beth. And uh, so the ways that my sister would annoy me, I could feel the way Peter felt in those books. Yeah, that one time you said that T.T. put the clown up to the TV when you were trying to watch it. Yes, that was a very fudge thing of her to do. So, But we will read that book another time. But for me, this I read all of the fudge books when I was a kid. This one was my favorite one. And uh, She Lived the Great? Yes, I loved this book so much. I think I said on the Ellen Tebbets podcast that I liked reading the books from the girls' point of view because I felt like I was learning secrets. And Sheila was just a really cool character. What did you what did you think of Sheila? Um she told a lot of lies. <laughs> yeah. Um but she was a pretty great I feel like she would have been a better and more per, better person to get along with if she had told more truths. Yeah. Well, she didn't. Uh, by the way, uh, just to let you know, we are talking about everything in detail about this book. So if you don't want anything spoiled, uh, stop listening to this podcast right now. Run to your uh, nearest bookstore and pick up a copy of otherwise known as Sheila the Great. Read it. And uh, keep listening to the podcast. And come back to us. But it felt like she had good reasons for lying, did she? Did she? Mm, no, because her friend kept saying, oh, it's okay if you tell this when I'm bad at something. I'm the first one to admit it. So I don't think she really had a good reason, and it wouldn't really matter. So I felt like she was wanting to kind of fit in, and 
She wanted to look confident in herself. It's a good reason, but I'm sure there was other people who would blend in with her. Would you have been? If she would have told the truth. Would you have been good friends with Sheila? Uh, sort of. Sort of. What um, do you think you would have been better friends with Sheila or Ellen? Um, Ellen. Ellen, do you think so? Yeah. How come? Uh, Ellen tells less lies. Yeah. It doesn't mention she likes. She wanted to have a pet rat. Uh, oh wait, that was in the Otis book. Yeah. Eh, whatever. <laughs> You're getting your characters confused. No, I'm not. Hey, before we uh, get into... And she's not afraid of spiders and stuff like that. Before we get into uh, the rest of the book, uh, since I am doing a podcast with a uh, child, I thought we would take a look at some of the toys that were popular in 1971. I thought it was the ones that came out. Well, these were popular. They had a ton of toys back in 1971, but these are some of the more popular ones. You were, did you, were you into the Malibu Barbie? What? Would that have been one that you wanted? What's the Malibu Barbie? The Malibu Barbie. It's the Barbie that's got a uh, swimsuit and towel. Yeah, that's, that's Malibu Barbie. Um, uh, Yeah, I guess. But the one that you liked the most was the record player, right? Uh, yeah. Or the record player. Sure. How does that dude get that shirt? Oh, that's an ad for... I don't know how that works. I'm going to right-click on that and look at that. How later. does that work out? It's uh, it If you're like- listening at home, it's some shirt that looks like an optical illusion. It looks like the guy's got a bunch of holes on his uh, uh, on his shirt. Yeah, it looks like one of those thingamabobs where it's like a stress leaf and it has a little net with a bunch of circles. And when you squeeze it, it turns lighter. So if you were to get an orange one, it would have turned yellow when you squeeze it. The one that you liked the most, it seemed like, were these spacewalker shoes. Yeah, I didn't know those existed. I thought those were cartoons. They're little shoes, and they've got springs on them. And I guess when you are walking, it feels like you're walking on the moon. How did those exist? And I didn't know it. I thought they were just for cartoons. Well, you learn something new every day. The thing that I liked the most that came out in 1971 of all these popular games was... uh, Operation, the board game. And you never played Operation, the board game, have you? No, but I want to. It's like you have to, um, he's got these little body parts inside, and you have to take some tweezers, and you have to pull them out of his body. Wait, you have to pull the body parts out of There's like body? little things in there, like there'll be like a little bone, well, or like a little... Uh, I think there's a butterfly in it. Yeah, there's a butterfly, a dog, and stuff like that. But if the metal part of your tweezers touches the side of the opening it makes a loud buzzing noise and you lose your turn so you have to be very careful when you pull it i think out. it's because your touch is organ and there's nothing yeah. wrong with it his makes it, organ. it makes a loud buzzing noise goes, goes and uh so that came out in 1971 when i was a kid they showed uh one of the doctors on the cover of the box smoking a cigarette they don't do that now. What? If if you buy a new game of Operation, they don't show the guy smoking on the on the cover of the game. Yeah. But when it when I was a kid, it did. I thought that was kind of cool. But 
Uh, yeah, if he's smoking, you you should put little dust balls in his lungs, and then you'd get those. Also, the Etch-A-Sketch came out in 1971, and I was a terrible artist when I was a kid. I had one of these, but I probably did more shaking than I did drawing, because uh, my drawings never came out very well. But people could make these really elaborate designs with an Etch-A-Sketch. And How was, do you draw on an Etch-A-Sketch? You've got one uh, dial that goes left and right, and you've got one dial that goes up and down. So you turn the dial a little bit to make your line go across, and then you turn your dial make your line go up. Kind of like you're playing Kicks, that arcade game, almost. Oh. Making lines and stuff like that. Again? My daughter is addicted to the uh, video game kicks on our arcade machine. In I'm the, the best. Room. No one will beat me. Yeah, you haven't beaten me. That's, My high score that, is still there, little Dad, lady. Um, if you just that's a rare score. Me, whenever <laughs> I get on it, uh, I get a usually high score. You get, that was a once in a while. So you're saying that you are a consistently better player, and I just got lucky. Yes. You know now I'm going to have to get like 100,000 points on there just to prove you wrong, right? Mm, You've yeah. awakened the beast now. While you're at school tomorrow, I'm totally going to set that high score. I'm going to make so many high scores, your high score is going to disappear off the list. This is what you're saying to me. Blah, 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 blah. Science, <laughs> science, science. <laughs> science, science, science. Beat. Beat. Well, I'm still waiting for you to beat my kicks high score, Miss Queen of the Arcades. So I'm not a queen of an arcade. Who if, said that? I'm if you you consider yourself royalty at kicks, so I think you need to put your money where your mouth is and work on getting that high score. You went like five days without playing that game. What does that mean? You went five days without playing no, that game. No, you said you need to put your money on your mouth. Oh, you need to put your money where your mouth is. It means you need to, like show like you're the real deal and not just talk about it okay I'll go you've get got one. a parent by the way who tells you like to play kicks along with your other chores I and play you still it. don't do it yes i do i saw you go four or five days last week without playing kicks i need you to play that game at least three times a day three quarters a day i'll go get my money and put it on my mouth no don't do that we're trying to record a podcast you could do that after people won't be able to understand what you're saying if you have your money inside your mouth uh kicks didn't come out uh until 1981 so getting back to the book sheila would have been 21 when kicks came out but right now we're living with sheila when she's 10 is she 10 or 11 in the book do you remember 10 Okay, yeah, she's just 10. You're almost 10. No, no, I still got nine. And said, that's 10. why I said you're almost 10. Yeah, but that, were... that's in like a year and a half. Yeah. Also, the day we're recording this is my birthday. and Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Uh, what I wanted to do for my book club or my party, uh, my birthday party today, I wanted to have a book club. I told all my guests to read, otherwise known as Sheila the Great, and we would have a book club because I've always wanted to be a part of a book club, but I work nights and weekends, so that kind of ruins my ability to join a book club. Also, having three children, not able to just leave the house whenever I want to. So this is kind of like my book club right here, where we get to sit and talk about this book. It is? Yeah. I didn't know you could have a book 
club with only two people. Well, you and I are making our own book club. And the people listening, they're kind of part of the book club, too. They're just So we have over a thousand people listening to a book club. Uh, that would be really awesome if we get a thousand listeners someday. Maybe we can. I guess we'll find out. But yes, but that's what we were supposed to do. We were supposed to have like five or six grown-ups and you and a few other kids all sitting around just talking about this book. Yeah. That would have been a fun party. Yeah. You know what? Next year when I turn 38, that's what we're doing. I'm not giving up on this party idea just yet. And you and I will have already read the book, but we can read it again next year for the book club party. Yeah. So, anyways. So, what was your favorite part of this book? What did you like the most about Sheila? I think it was the part where they had a slumber party and they were like, let's make this. Yeah, yeah, it'll be so fun. I hate you. I hate you. Why'd you write this? I hate you. <laughs> just come, it just goes on and on. It's funny. My daughter's referring to in the book, in chapter 13, they make a slam book where they anonymously write things about each other, like what their hair looks like, what their face looks like. And, and you're supposed to write bad things. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to write bad things. I just, you but know, you're supposed to tell the truth. Yeah, and sometimes, and they were really mean with the truth. Somebody said Sheila had a face only a mother could love. No, no, Sheila said that about... Oh, who did she say that about? Um, what's her name? Mouse. Mouse, yeah. Which was really mean, I thought. Like, jeez. Which I did a slam book like this with two of my friends when we did a sleepover did you in hate your, grade. Did you hate your friends with what they wrote about you? We all got really mad at each other, yes. What did your friends write? I forget what they wrote, but I think somebody wrote something about me being it, like a chicken or like a scaredy cat or kind of a wimp or something. You're not a chicken. Well, I guess maybe when I was in sixth grade, I guess maybe somebody thought I was. But I should have learned from this book that was not a good idea to do. So when you have a sleepover, please don't be like Sheila and her friends and do this slam book idea. It's a terrible idea. Uh, I actually kind of want to do it. Well, be prepared to get your feelings hurt. I won't. Okay. I asked them to tell the truth, so I'm yeah, going to get my payback. A, sometimes the truth is, maybe sometimes people are being a little too mean when they tell the truth. Mm, they don't tell it, they write it. That's the same thing. Mm. Oh. By the way, uh, otherwise known as Sheila the Great, if you're listening and you do not, uh, you have no plans on trying to read this book, uh, it's about a little girl who's 10 years old where her parents... And her older sister go spend the summer in Terrytown, New York, which is a real city with a lot of history to it. And the whole book is about her spending the summer there, learning how to swim, and hanging out with her friend Mouse, who's really good at the yo-yo. And this book has made me want to actually be a better yo-yoer. I even got you a yo-yo. I got you a blue yo-yo. Yeah, and uh, we got you a butterfly. Oh my gosh! Oh, uh, I got a Not butterfly. Not me. Uh, Flynn got it. One of my children, bit. Flynn, got me a orange butterfly yo-yo, just like the one I had when I was a kid, and I was so happy. You with said that. you've been looking about it for six, five months. I went to like. A few stores over the last month, and I've not been able to find one. You would so, think finding a yo-yo would be easy to do, but it's not, apparently. Uh, yeah, I think uh, so it was only one month. Do kids not use yo-yos anymore? No. No. One dude at my school, every time I reset, he's just flicking his yo-yo up and down. Yeah. 
That's the only trick I can do, by the way. I can't do any other tricks. One time he tried can... to do round the wall, and then he hit himself in the face. <laughs> Sheila did that, too. No, she was going to do shotgun, and she then... Oh, and then she hit herself in the face. Bam! I think shotgun is like when you push the yo-yo out no, in front you, of you. you go like, you push it, and then it goes straight in the air, and then it's supposed to come back. Thank you for actually describing that instead of just doing it with your arms. Okay. So people know people knew what you were talking about. Good job, baby. Mm. My favorite part of this book, it's one line where one okay, so Sheila and her family are staying at this other family's house and that family is vacationing in England for the, the summer. Egrin family. The Egrins and three boys. Bobby Egrin has left this uh note to Sheila saying like Uh no, he let a PS. He wrote like a P.S., but he was saying like, I don't like girls and... Don't touch my stuff. Yeah, basically don't touch my stuff. Don't touch my models. And my favorite part, and I don't have the book with me. We misplaced it somehow, and that kind of makes me sad. I can't remember what she says. But she writes him like a letter back saying like, I wouldn't, I have no interest in your dumb old models and your dumb dog Jennifer is way too loud. And it was just like such a you, it was such a you go girl moment. Like it was like, dude, you are a awesome, awesome kid. Like for writing such a mic drop of a letter, that was my favorite. Part yes, I saw. This is what she said. Yes, I saw the note. Yes, I saw your models, but I wouldn't touch them for the world. I'm too busy playing with mouse. Blah 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 blah. And then it says from Sunny Tubman, otherwise known as Sheila the. Great. And she signs the letter in all capital letters, otherwise known as Sheila the Great. Sheila the Great, capital letters. I think one reason I like this book so much is that when I was a kid is that I wish I had that confidence that Sheila has. When I was a kid, I was not as confident in myself and reading about Sheila and seeing how confident she was, even when she couldn't do something she never tells anybody that she's scared or anything and yeah she never tells that she can't do something and as a kid i admired that a lot as an adult i'm like sheila maybe you should like be honest with people like you were saying at the beginning of the show you thought sheila should have been more honest with each other why is honest spelled with an h if it's if it sells Honest. Because the English language is dumb, and sometimes they have spellings that make no sense at all. I really don't know why there's an H in there. If I was in charge of it, it wouldn't have the H. It would have to begin with an O. I think they honest. made the rules before they made the... I think they made the words before they made the rules. I think you're exactly right when you say that. Uh, were there any parts of this book that you didn't like? Um... When Marty gave her a kiss, I kind of wish Judy Bloom hadn't about that. Okay, so Marty, her swimming instructor, gives her a kiss on the cheek, and Sheila said she didn't mind. Um, Yes. I guess maybe that was more appropriate back then, but how did you... Tell me more about how you felt when you read that. Uh, I was like, dude. Uh, I was like, dude, like, that was just weird. That's something... You wouldn't see nowadays. It's a one percent chance, and I just reading that now. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't know how well 
the family know Marty? I think they got to know him very good, like Marty. Uh, maybe they went to the coffee shop together. Maybe. I love Marty as a character, but yeah, if I saw your swimming instructor give you a kiss, even if it was a triumphant moment, he kissed her. Uh, he kissed Sheila on the cheek after... Uh, after she passed her swimming lessons. Would you sue him? No, I wouldn't sue him, but I think Mommy <laughs> and Daddy would take him aside and be like, okay, that was a bit weird. I don't think you know our daughter well enough to be that affectionate. Yeah. How would you feel if your teacher did that to you? Like, say you were no. a swimming instructor and your um, teacher did that to you. Silence. Uh... It'd be really weird. I probably would want to go to a different uh, swimming lessons. I just probably, even at my swimming lessons, I'd try to avoid him. Okay. Like in a swimming test, uh, swim the other way. Gotcha. Or something like that. Uh, we would support you 100% if you had a teacher that made you feel uncomfortable like that. So, really, Judy, what the heck? Why did you write that in your book? That was weird. So, uh, It was back then. It's, I think back then it wasn't like as um, big of a deal. That'd be like you saying, um, hold on. Um, what's a scientist back then that didn't invent the light bulb? Uh, I don't know. We'll say Joe Smith didn't invent the light bulb. Uh, like you saying, Joe Smith, how could you live without a light bulb? Ugh. That's kind of <laughs> like what it's saying. Oh, so you're saying like he doesn't know what it's like to have a light bulb, so he wouldn't know what you were talking about if you said, how could you live without a light bulb? He'd be like, what yeah, it's, okay. Yeah, it's, that's, that's illustration. What it is. You saying to Judy Bloom, why would you like that? Gotcha. Because she didn't know any better maybe back then. Yeah. Well, that's uh, maybe someday we will meet Judy Bloom. What if we had Judy Bloom as a guest on our show? Uh, that'd be cool. We'd probably be reading a Judy Bloom book. Probably. Or may no, I think we'd fail to Beverly Clay. She probably knows a lot about that because it says. As a kid, she really liked those books. Yeah, Judy Bloom did like Beverly Cleary's books a lot. Uh, I think if I had to pick a part that I did not like the most was probably probably like the very beginning, like right before they go to Terrytown. I just feel like that kiss kind of just gets drawn out a little bit too much. Gets strong. Like out. just like hurry up and get to Terrytown. Like I don't care about you know you running around and telling everybody what your house is going to look like because Sheila was bragging to the uh, Henry the elevator man and other people in her class yeah, that she was going to have this amazing house. Drifted out because she said I'm going to have my own room. She goes in there. It yeah, has no carpet. Bare floor, it's a boy's room, which yeah. I wouldn't have any problem with that. I'd love that. <laughs> kind yeah, of. She thought she was going to have her own pretty room, and that's where you get like a taste of like what she lives like, because she's telling everybody what her room is going to be, and she doesn't like even know what her room's going to look like. She said it's going to have like this carpet with a rose on it and everything no, no she's bragging about her apartment her yeah. apartment has that rose on no it. she's no that was she was saying that's what her house is gonna look like where they were going to stay for the summer wait 
I thought that was at her house. No, she did not have that. She was saying that I'm going to have this house and it's going to be my room to myself and the carpet is going to have a big rose on it. And everybody was like, oh, wow. Okay, cool, Sheila. But she didn't get that. And it also would be good because then, um, because the chapter ends where she goes, and then I heard about Jennifer. Yeah, Jennifer, the dog. Yeah, that. and you don't know who Jennifer is. You it leaves you on a cliffhanger. Yeah. If you didn't had write that, you wouldn't uh, wouldn't have been that interesting to keep on going. Yeah. No, we got we got nice cliffhangers at the end of these chapters, which drove you nuts because I would read you one or two chapters a night, and you'd have to wait till the next day to finish reading it the other books you it read... was unfair because you were kid you just probably read the yep, book exactly that's what i did but the other books otis and ellen that we've read so far i read um you read some of the chapters but i um but i read all of this book out loud to you and i had fun doing that by the way it was a lot of fun and i was sad i was really sad when the book ended I was like, oh, I want to keep reading. Which one, Ellen or Otis? No, when otherwise when Sheila ended. Oh, when Sheila ended. Yeah, I was really sad when it ended because I was enjoying mm-hmm. reading it too, and I kept wanting to read more about Sheila. I wanted to read more about her, and I really wish that Judy Bloom would have wrote some more books from Sheila's point of view. Yeah, she read all of them from Peter's point of view. Yeah. Did we, she ever read one from Budgley's no, point of view? No, it's all Peter's point of view. I wish we would have gotten one more book, but at least we get Sheila as a character who is actually like a major character in the rest of those books. Like she's not just like a one-off. There's actually I think there's one book where Peter and his family go somewhere for the summer. So Sheila's not really in that book very much. So we'll we'll get to that book when we get to that book. What is the uh, what is the next book we are reading on this podcast, Lucy? Island of the Blue Dolphins. Yes, Island of the Blue Dolphins by Scott O'Dell. I cannot wait to read this one with you. It's going to be a lot of fun. I thought that was. Oh, never mind. I thought it was spelled differently. Oh no. And uh, this is quite a different tone of book than the ones we've read uh, so far. This is going to be a much, much different style of book. So I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to us talking about that. And actually, our next episode, though, is... Do you remember what we're doing for our next episode? No, you're mouthing no. You could have just said no out loud. That would have been okay. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't want to. Our next episode will be the uh, short story, The Legend of a Sleepy Hollow. Oh, yeah, the Sleepy Hollow one. It's a short story, so it'll be a short episode, kind of like a bonus episode. Uh, because yeah. in Sheila, they go to... Will we the still t- call it the fourth episode, or will it be like a clip? Like it'll be like, we'll call it like a bonus episode, like uh, episode three and a half or something. But okay. the book of otherwise known as Sheila the Great takes place in Terrytown, which is also where... The Legend of Sleepy Hollow takes place, and Sheila had never heard of the Headless Horseman the and Nicobar Crane, and neither had Lucy. So, since it's Halloween coming up, we thought we would uh, read that. So, Or, 
Well, maybe when you read this podcast, it'll be in the middle of Christmas. Cause, yeah. uh, you on finally YouTube, discovered it. On YouTube videos, that's uh, Chris will see, will say, oh, since it's getting close to Christmas, it'll be like the middle of the summer. <laughs> so if you are reading along with us, those are your next uh, homework assignments. Uh, any final thoughts on Why are we Sheila? giving them homework? Oh, it's just for fun. They don't have to do it if they don't want to. We can't make them. Nope, because we have no idea where they live. We don't know where they live. We don't know how they live. We know nothing about them. <laughs> Any final thoughts before we sign off for the night? No. No? Okay. I have no final thoughts either, but I do want to say thank you very much for listening. Uh, we're having a lot of fun recording this podcast, and I hope you're having a lot of fun reading it as well, or listening to it as well. Goodbye. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening, and uh, see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.